Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are in this present moment. Depends, right? Maybe you're waking up, maybe you're driving to work, maybe you're driving from work to home, maybe you're just chilling on a random day in this beautiful world. But yeah, welcome back to the Infinite Talks Podcast. This is Eric Castillo here with another beautiful episode on the love frequency. Frequency of love, just chilling, waking up. It's Monday morning here. Um, had a day off from my nine to five and came for a quick walk at the park, get some cool breeze to get some sun, some vitamin D and just get a little bit of a actual kind of workout, you know, something that's active. But today's episode, guys, I really wanted to share my my thoughts on the on the genius the genius video what do you, what do you call it like series by Kanye West and uh, his uh, co-producer director first of all um, Kanye right Kanye West very polarizing dude has a lot of you know out of this world ideas comes from a you know, from a Chicago background, he has this, you know, mentality that he can do anything, right? And the video, the production on this documentary style video vibe for Genius was amazing. I can't believe that they started recording like years ago, you know, to even have the idea, hey man, start recording. And uh, to record the whole journey, you know, and I'm pretty sure that's the an ongoing, like ongoing progress, process. And I was like just amazed by the whole production. I was amazed by seeing Kanye's, you know, uh, maturity as he's grown and his his ability to put things into perspective and and knock things out one thing at a time. I feel like at one point. Uh, he was just a regular dude from Chicago. And I remember back in in that era, when before he became big, right before, right on the cusp of him becoming the who he was, Kanye, I remember my cousin, Rhyme Scheme, shout outs to Scheme, a.k.a. Navarro. Navarro. He hadn't mentioned Kanye. He told me, no, nah, man, that, that guy was, you know, coming up when we were all there in that same... My, my, my cousin's a hip-hop artist from from Chicago, from the Chicago area. So when he was coming up, they would have run-ins with, you know, like all the producers that they were in there in town. If, if you see the, if you pay attention to a lot of the interactions that are going on between the producers from Chicago and the artists, it seems like it was more like a, like a collaboration type of vibe, you know? And it seems like they were all supporting each other in some weird way, you know? Not fully maybe, but, because I think Chicago had never really seen, they had been talking about that. They had never seen really like a, like a big artist, artist, you know. They had Common, you know, the brand was there. Common was, I guess, the most memorable one. And I feel like you're able to see that in the, a little bit of that, the glimpse of Kanye was just one of those dudes that they were all supporting each other, like knowing that 
they all had skill and talent, but none of them had meaning, you know? And I'm, I'm pretty sure they all wanted to make it. They all really wanted to make it to the next level of, you know, production, hip hop, and being an artist. You know, which is like selling millions of records, making tons of money, you know, the dream. Being able to support yourself and live off of that. Not only that, but I think a lot of them, I think a lot of them had that dream, but I think Kanye had the dream that he wanted to be a star. Not only because he knew he could do it, because he knew he had a unique talent that a lot of people didn't have. Which is like to actually put the the dope beats and then he believed that he could rap, you know? So <laughs> belief is very, very powerful. And, and you can see that he would always be rapping. He would always be rapping, even if it was just kind of like to uh, put a melody together for the artist, you know, like kind of like y'all vibing and stuff, you know, like, you know, when MCs are with each other and artists are with each other, just, you know, freestyling and stuff like that. You're able to see a lot of that in, in that video, in that in the documentary. You also see a lot of the, the camaraderie that he had with the younger, you know, he was a youngin. And if he has a lot of parallels to another artist I talked about before, Pete Rock. Not not a lot, but some of the similar parallels. Like uh, when when uh, Kanye was young, you know, he's in his 14s, he was already trying to like do the whole producer thing, hanging out with with producers, older older dudes who had all the equipment and all the cool stuff. He's trying to learn from them, kind of like Pete Rock when he was young and trying to hang out with Heavy D. But Heavy D was already made, so his cousin. And uh, trying to, you know, learn the progress and learn the steps of how to become a, a dope producer. So, while watching this, this documentary, it was like I was able to absorb a lot of that era of the early 2000s. Oh my god, I just ran into a beautiful turtle. And it looks like it's stuck in time. It's just absorbing the sun. Oh lord, it looks nice. Nice. Sorry guys, I had to pause for a second. A beautiful turtle getting some sun. He's just chilling, minding his own business. Buenos días. <laughs> no hace nada. <laughs> no, no hace nada. Está bien bonita. Wow, beautiful turtle. And then the turtle is just chilling in the middle of the pathway, like the middle of the sidewalk, with his head out, loving the sun, minding his own business. <laughs> Well, broke my thought there, but yeah, what I was trying to say is that what I was watching the documentary, the video, I was able to see the, the era that they were in because I was like, yeah, it's going to sound whack, but I was in a, in a lot of similarities when in early my, my 20s, my young 20s, 19 and 20, 21. I was in that little same funky type of vibe. So I, I was able to see a lot of the, you know, the, the equipment that he was using. I, I recognized it. I recognized the old school way of making beats, which is analog way, you know, and trying to connect all the, all the different devices to like analog. 
And I saw that that Kanye had been doing his thing for years, man. And not only that, but he was a he was trying to you know make sure that he mastered his craft. Ooh. And now I saw a beautiful cardinal chilling. Man, welcome to welcome to Independence Park, guys. Whenever y'all want to come to uh, Independence Hills over here in Laredo, Texas, take a quick walk around the park in the mornings. You see a lot of cool wildlife over here. All right, so like, like I was saying, so while I was watching this video, I was able to get that era, like the era of the early 2000s of hip hop, you know, where a lot of artists have been established already, you know, like like Jay-Z, like he talks about Jay-Z, like he kind of, like, that was his, his North Star at one point, you know, like he, he just wanted to make dope music for like really dope artists you know and jay-z that at that era was at his probably at the peak at his prime and kanye luckily i mean not luckily because a lot of divine intervention and just hard work and just having really fire beats was able to you know come across him and the the journey of him seeing that there was more than just like the local chicago artist started to unravel for him and i think that's where he started to see man i got potential like i can take this to the next journey and they don't they don't say it like that in the video documentary but you can tell that his energy starts to get more in tune to like yeah, i'm taking this more serious and kanye was becoming more a producer for other artists that were from the new york area like most stuff and and talib kwali and they were getting his attention you know and he was like, man, I'm in the radar, bro. Like, I can do this. So seeing, seeing like, a lot of his energy, a lot of the interactions that he had with, and the way he was kind of humble about a lot of things, man. I like, yeah, I don't know if he still has that humbleness in him. But he was very, maybe he still does, but I think because of the media, they only show, like, you know, a lot of the dark side of Kanye. You know, but if you see the the innocence he has in him, like of just a regular guy, a regular person, he's just a, one of us, man. Like, but he has he has practiced the abilities to form a thought and then kind of manifest it. You know, because he was talking about how in his back in the days, he's like, yo, I'm gonna practice my Grammy speech, you know, and all that stuff kind of playing around but at the same time like not playing around so you saw a lot of similarities of of a young guy with big dreams and taking no for an answer i was able to to see also like the side of of the other people you know who didn't know who he was when he went to rockefeller records and he walks in there and the girls there like the the different types of office clerks or whatever their positions were, the A&Rs and stuff like that, they were just listening to his music but not really, like, feeling it. Or at least that's what it appeared like in the video. But some people said that Kanye had been playing that song, like, 10 times in a row. No, no one, by the time they filmed it or they showed only the part where, where, like, the people are like, okay, we're done with it, man. We heard it, like, 10 times. But what I saw was that, okay... Because the industry, man, the industry thinks they knows it all, right? They think they know it all. 
And when I say in the industry, I'm talking about like big execs, you know, like who, uh, or just the people who work under these big companies like Rockefeller at that point, you know, Death Row at that point, um, you know, Bad Boy, you know, all these big labels, they, 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 they have people working for them. They probably think that they know it all because they're, they're already established. So they see a young guy with a lot of energy. They don't want to act like they, they're hot. They're going to act like they're not. You know, they're going to be like, nah, this boy ain't hot. You know, he ain't got nothing. Because most of the staff in there were, like, not even moved by his music. Like, he knew he had a fucking fire-ass gem. Like, I have the gem here. Nobody's vibing with me, bro. Like, that's what it seemed like. And Kanye was, like, a kid in a candy store. Like, hey, I want to try this. I want to try that. But look, look what I got. I got this big candy, too. But nobody liked this candy. He's like, nah. Well, that's what it appeared like, right? It seemed like it was weird how he was playing the, the song for, for that one girl in, in that office. And he was rapping to her. And she was kind of, like, laughing. I don't know if she enjoyed the song. or she. You couldn't really tell if she was enjoying the song or she was just, like, kind of laughing at him. It was very hard to to see that part but because it's, it's hard to depict what the other person's thinking but it seemed like she wasn't having it you know like she's like oh whatever this dude is he's just another dude trying to make it you know because that's i'm pretty sure we they, the this, these organizations these labels they come across a lot of people who are trying to make the make it in the hip-hop game and most of them are trash you know it, it's expected you know a lot of people thought they were good rap a lot of people too thought they could make beats, but at the end of the day, some the majority, the percentages are against us. You know, like that you can't do none of that stuff, or whatever uh, agenda that they have, you probably don't fall in line with. And I think that's what was going on with with that whole collaboration with Kanye and trying to get into the trying to get into the the, the Rockefeller Records. They just didn't like his vibe. His vibe, not, not that they didn't like it, it's just that it didn't really mix mix with his, you know, like his his persona at that point. They were more like New York street thug type of vibe. And Kanye was more like a college dropout <laughs> type of vibe. Like a ch- trying to vibe with the, he was more of a different vibe. That's what he's trying to show. He's like, I ain't no gangster. You know, I'm a, I'm a beat producer. I'm a, I'm a stylish guy. I have problems. I'm gonna talk about all that stuff. Not a, not about no killing, nothing like that. But he knows, like he says, I know murderers. That's about it. So, it was just amazing, man. I was able to see that part unravel. How, I feel like looking back, like 20 years ago, like he's a nobody. I was there when he was nobody. And now put it in a video and they're like, oh shit, actually you were there and you didn't even dig it. And it's it's uh it's okay man, we all make mistakes, we all make bad judgment, you know. At times um we see somebody with tons of energy and we might not support their movement because we don't see their vision. It's hard to it's it's just really hard for people to see your vision sometimes. Especially when you have tons and tons of super 
super good energy like you just have so much energy that it's hard for people to understand it and um i feel like most of the documentary you know it it jumped a little bit back and forth but it made a really good depiction of how kanye really is you know even before he became famous and just the simple fact that he's like we're gonna put this bro we're gonna put this on let's start recording you know let's put and make a documentary and this guy was filming everything and the turtles right here again his homie was recording everything capturing all these great gems all these moments like just think about that part where he walks into rockefeller and he hasn't made it yet and having that camera there it was very valuable like right now because you're, you're able to see him walking to his dream you know and not a lot of us don't have that <laughs> you know, we don't have that picture or that moment not a lot of us do but imagine if you did record yourself while you're walking into your dream now everybody has a camera it's hard it's easier to do that you know whatever you want to do but he was thinking like nah i'm gonna record this moment i know i'm gonna make it like i believe in myself i know i have something fire I know some, I have something that's valuable and I have tons of talent and just believing in himself and recording these special moments where he was able to, to like, actually at that point he got kind of like a slap in the face because they didn't never really sign him at that point. They were just like, okay, we got, we got Kanye, he's trying to rap, but he's our producer, man. We want him to make beats for us. We don't really want him to be the face or be another MC that we're not going to support his MC-ness and that's why he's trying to shop and, and get him get him with other uh, what do you call it record labels I think the other one I forgot the name of it but that's where uh, Talib Kali and, and Mos Def are they didn't they didn't even sign him they're more of an MC MC so I was like wow they they, they missed out on a, on a guy who had tons of talent. I wonder what would have happened to Kanye if he went that route. I don't think he would have been as big, to be honest. I don't think so. I think he would have been just as big, but not as big as he is right now. I think he's, uh, he would have been with a different crowd, you know, different crowd. Maybe he wasn't as uh, affiliated with bigger businesses or pushing for independency. Because most of and Tony they got to a point where they're just really dope MCs and really good people in the community. They're doing they're doing other things, but they're not as big. Uh, when I talk about as big, like doing big, bigger things, where like you know they're in the radar still. I think he would have been around the same frequency, where like he's just he would have been a great producer and a really good artist making music as a as an MC. I think that's where uh, decision-making comes into play. How big do you want to be? And uh, how comfortable are you with being in that role? I feel like Kanye, he saw that he, had, he really wanted, I mean, I think he really wanted to be anywhere, to be honest. He just really wanted to get signed by someone. You know, the dream back in the days before, before uh, everybody started, a lot of artists started opening their minds to become independent artists. There is a lot of misconception that once you get signed, you're done. Like, you're, you're good. You know, you're good for you. Which, practically, financially, you were. 
but there was a, there was a cap and then a lot of people didn't see those caps they just wanted to get signed and that's it that was the end story the end game boom we made it but a lot of artists and a lot of MCs, for a lot of them, the, the contracts, you know, it's like the downfall. And it just would have been amazing if we would have seen how the impact of him being with the other record label, Ruckus. The thing was called Ruckus Records. Ruckus, you would have seen a different Kanye. Wow. That would have been... We would have been a, that probably did happen in another world, another dimension. Cause you, wow, all of that's still going on somewhere. I wonder what happened in that story. But yeah, the that little era was amazing, man. In hip hop, I remember the first time I heard Kanye's song. The you know he sounded very different. The first song I ever song he ever released. I think it was with uh, the guy from Chicago. What's his name? Twista. Or I, was it Twista? I don't know. I just remember the first song he came out with, he didn't sound like the way he sounds right now. His voice sounded very, very different. And when I heard that song, I thought it was Snoop Dogg. Like, I thought it was Snoop Dogg trying to make a voice. The very first time I heard it, it was like, this is back in 2005, I think. I was like, who's this, who's this rapper? It sounds pretty... I didn't even like the song, to be honest. It was just a cool song, but I, I kind of didn't like it. And I was like, huh, it's all right. And then you started hearing more on the radio. I was like, who is this guy? Like, And this is before, you know, Google was a big thing. So you couldn't just Google anybody. Or you didn't have a Shazam. Or you don't have all these apps now where you can easily find the artist. So back in 05, I was like, who the hell is this artist, man? Like, he sounds different than everybody else. Like, who is this guy? So, obviously, you know, MTV starts playing his stuff. I was like, oh, this kid, Kanye from Chicago? Oh, shit. He made the beats for Jay-Z? Oh, shit. Like, and then he, he starts making more and more music. And you're like, wow, this guy has a different vibe, dude. He's not the actual... He's not the common thug rapper, the common... The common uh, you know, uh, just vibe rapper. You know, he, he was different. So I was amazed by that, like, that he was just a very different uh, person in, in the game, you know, like, showing off his skills with the soul, you know, soul versus, I mean, the soul, uh, you know, so all those soul melodies that he has in the background. Um, I know my cousin Rafita, aka Navarro, he was telling me that he Kanye actually you know, in Chicago that was a thing, you know, like the the sampling, the soul sampling was a thing already. So he kind of, you know, borrowed that technique from other producers in in the Chicago area that were already doing that. But I guess Kanye was the one that actually made it big from all those producers, and I'm pretty sure there's a lot of producers that still use that that sampling technique but i remember when that was going on i was able to talk to my my cousin from chicago and he was like nah man that was already a thing in chicago soul sampling was already a thing it's just we had it you hadn't heard it outside of chicago because nobody had blown up yet 
nobody had blown up yet, but that was going on in Chicago. Chicago is a very funky town when it comes to music. There's so much, there's so many roots there for different types of vibes and music, jazz, you know. Uh, you think about me, like hip hop music, there's like different types of hip hop music there. There's also like, uh, what do you call it? The freaking, I don't even want to call it anymore, but, it could, but the Julian Joan Perez type of music, you know, like just, man, there's all kinds of matches of music. So they were, uh, I guess these, these young MCs, these young artists, these young producers were coming up with different vibes that you hadn't heard before, you know? A lot of different vibes of, you know, like just nobody had heard, you know, shit from Chicago like that. Nobody had heard the soul sampling like that. So it's kind of like when Houston discovered, you know, like the whole screwed up music. And no, no only people from Houston knew about it until they kind of started branching out into other parts of the states, other parts of the world. That was Chicago's soul sampling. That was Chicago's uh, a screwed up music type of thing, you know, like for Houston and Chicago parallel like that. But it's just a, an amazing journey for Kanye, man. And he, I know that he's going through a lot right now with, you know, his family breaking up and having a divorce. This girl going through some issues with him, you know, like going public with all the a lot of the stuff. And then just he has a lot of money, man. He can do whatever he wants, practically. But I think he's playing with fire. I think he should chill out a little more. But I don't think he has it in him to be like that. I think he's a go-getter. He's going to figure out how to do things his way. But another part of the film that was... And I, I want to see the other two parts. I think there's two other parts. You know, they're coming up in the next couple of months. Within the next couple of months. But... One of the cool things that they showed on the documentary was his interaction with his mom, you know, how they were very genuine. He was a mama's boy, you know, like he was a, he listened to mom. He's the most supporter. And I feel like when you have your support of your of your family, your especially your mom, or your, just your, your loved ones, you're able to see like a higher degree of, of uh, intensity of whatever you're doing at that point. Like you're able to, to be more focused. And when they, he went back to his mom's house and, you know, they're still living, you know, like not broke life, but they're, they're still not wealthy yet. And she kind of like, you know, put him on his, you know, and, uh, hey man, ground it, get ground yourself. You know, <laughs> at the same time, she's like supporting him. Like, hey, you can do this, you know? And at the same time, she's like, she's supporting him with like, hey, I know you got that good set. Like, and they start going back and forth, like with little rhymes here and there, and they start laughing with each other. It's just an amazing take on what happened with, I'm pretty sure that's why Kanye has a lot of suffering too, because of his mom going and passing away, you know? Now he had a really strong connection and vibe with her, bond with her. And not having her around, it's just, that's why he made Donda one, now he's gonna make Donda two. And it's just gonna be amazing how he's kind of, Flip the game, switch the game. You know, he's very, very vocal about stuff. And I think that's what his mom taught him. He's taught him to be like, express yourself, you know, make sure you express yourself. And uh, I feel like that interaction with his mom was just very genuine. I like that he went back to Chicago 
and he talked to his mom when he didn't get signed or whatever and they had that uh you're you're gonna be all right you know you're gonna be still you still got opportunity you still got time and she was just like settling making sure that he's you know all over the place making sure he's 100 percent so it was amazing to see that that interaction with his mom i think it's I love that they let it play when he was talking to his mom in the apartment over in Chicago, and they're talk- talking there. And they, she's introduced. He's introducing the friends, you know, the camera guy, and they're talking about, you know, simple stuff, you know, just family stuff. And then the they let it play. Like I think. Having those moments recorded are just very, very powerful, man. Because you see another side of him that you don't see by the... The media always wants to show you the the bombardment of how, you know, tragic you can be with your decision-making and how, how your life plays out in front of the social media, the, so, the you know, all these media outlets... But they just show them what they want. They want gets the most attention, you know, which is bad news. You know, when when Kanye was trying to get into his daughter's party and, and they didn't want to show where the party was at, that became a thing. Why would I know about that? Why would I care about that? But then he made it like he, knowing he has a lot of power and thought, he put it out there. So he put that out, you know. But at the same time, the media wants to talk about it. And I think he wanted that maybe to get his point across that he wanted to be at his uh, daughter's party. And then, I don't know, man, just all kinds of stuff happened in this documentary. And I'm looking forward to the next two episodes that are pending. I feel like I was I was motivated to not actually at first. I wasn't really that motivated to watch it because, like, man, I wonder what's going to be. Oh, like it's gonna be probably like, you know, ego driven, or just like it's gonna be another another take of you know bipolar or not bipolar polarizing ideas. So I wasn't I wasn't too fond of watching that, but when I saw it, I was like I was captivated by it. I was actually for a whole uh, hour and so. I didn't move from the TV. I was watching it and I was glued to the television. And it was amazing. I was like, okay, I didn't think it was gonna be this good. It's really good. And then, especially cause I like, I, I didn't wanna, I didn't wanna watch any negativity more on Kanye. Like I just really wanted to make sure that when I watched it, it was like, okay, this some talking about something good at least. Cause I'm tired of like negative media over the place try to stay away from it because it just gives you more more bad energy more bad frequencies so i was like now nah, i don't want to watch it it's bad now and as soon as i started tuning in it's like okay this is a different different vibe it is totally different vibe i actually like this so yeah man it was a i think the next two episodes are just going to be more and more Maybe more details on why there's a lot of turmoil within him. Maybe his departure with from his mom, you know, becoming the star that he became, super, super star, you know, like not just a regular 
artist anymore. They're going to talk about that as well and show different scenes of him being in that type of scenario. I think it's just going to be pretty good. But this one was, my, I think, it's going to be my favorite because I saw him in his grind days, you know, when he wasn't anybody yet. And there's no other movie you can make that's going to make it 100% the same. Like, you, you, they could have done, like, a remake of, you know, they write a script and they, they get the actors. I don't think it would play out the same. It would be so different. It, it wouldn't be as as powerful as this one where Kanye is actually doing his thing and, you know, being in the, making the beats, you know, being in the interviews. Man, and then... It was cool how he, his name started again out there and, and MTV News is like really pushing to get him on. I think like those young guys in MTV, they're like, hey, man, we feel you, bro. We want you to be big already. We'll hook you up in an interview or whatever. Like they really saw his his uh, his potency, how how dope he was. And they were making sure that they got they got his back, you know, and they did. So. Man, and then uh, it's just beautiful, man. Beautiful journey how we're able to see Kanye's, you know, ability to put everything into manifestation, dude. Crazy and amazing. The power of thought, man. The power of thought, the power of belief, the power of, of uh, understanding that every decision that you do and you make counts no matter how small or big the decision might be. Every decision leads you to the path you want to be at. And the path that you're going to be the best version of yourself. And the blueprint, not the Jay-Z album, but the blueprint you make is very important. So the blueprint is in your mind. But the blueprint can be written on a paper. And when you write it on paper, your blueprint of whatever you want to do starts to become more I guess alive it starts becoming more alive and you're able to become and achieve every single step that's in within that blueprint and you start seeing it manifest around you and the universe starts putting things in front of you that okay align with that blueprint so whatever it might be you know the, the universe doesn't understand good or bad the universe just understands that Whatever you want could be in front of your eyes if you really put your mind to it. It'll manifest it for you. And I think Kanye figured that out. Maybe by pure luck. I don't think he he understood what he was doing at one point, but then he's like, hey, I'm manifesting things, bro. Like, shit, this is cool. Like, now I'm actually gonna speak things into existence. You know, and just a very vocal person. And I feel like everybody, not everybody can have that lifestyle or not everybody can, you know, be that person. But a lot of us can make the blueprint to see what we want to do, you know, to we can make the blueprints in life and actually, you know, follow through with those blueprints and become what we want to become. But you got to be careful, you know, you got to make sure that you're you're actually I mean, for me, at least, I always want to do good. I want to stay away from the bad decision-making. 
because it's so easy to be, I would say that it's so easy to be bad. It's so easy not to care. It's so easy just to, you know, let it be and uh, not care about anybody else, not care about yourself, not care about anything, just doing bad things. And there's a lot of opportunities to do good in life, so especially when you're aware of them, when they present in front of you those opportunities, you'll be able to follow through and make something good happen. But yeah, guys, that's my quick little recap on the Kanye genius. I do believe he's a genius, but I believe that everybody can be a genius as well. I feel like a lot of us have genius within us that are not being used to its fullest potential. You might be the greatest architect, but you might be blinded by what you're watching. You might be the, the next top surgeon, but you might not be paying attention to the cues of the world trying to talk to you like, bro, you got the skills. You can be the next surgeon. You don't have to be that artist. You don't have to be the MC. Or you can be the next, uh, I guess, one of the best teachers in the world. Producers, you know, in, in minds, not just producers and beats, producers in minds. Think about that. Teachers are producers, man. You're producing minds. You're producing. Uh, the next generation of mind, you know, brains, of students, the next future, the next leaders. Yeah, you don't have to be this and that and whatever the social media is and the popularity, you know, the, popular, the popular topics, the popular things. You don't have to be that. I think as long as you're, you're aware that you have skills or you want to develop some skills, Go ahead and build those skills. It doesn't have to necessarily be in the entertainment world. But it, there's a lot of right now, a lot of room for growth for other industries that need people. And you might be that person who provides that skill to that, to that industry. Just in, in general, like you have a passion for art. Maybe you can be a, a, you can make blueprints in architects and create buildings or become a marketing director just because you know that what attracts people's eyes and you're able to get people's attention through your art. You know, it's just a, there's so many ways to manifest your skills and your dreams. But it takes a lot of hard work too. And watching this film, you're able to see how it's not that easy. It wasn't. It, it wasn't just handed to to him. He had to really go out there and sell his beat, sell himself, and make sure that the people understood on the other side that there was somebody great in front of them. So yeah, man, Genius was amazing. Docu series. It's gonna happen. There's two more episodes coming up. Looking forward to those. But yeah, guys, just a recap before we go. Let y'all know that AOTB, Aliens on the Border, shout outs to them. 
Go check out their our podcasts and their episodes. They're really funny and entertaining. You know, they have a lot of good content there. Talk about things that are going on in the community. Think things about what are going on in the in the conspiracy side of things and just making you think as well. A lot of comedy there too. And then, yo, go check out uh, We The Switch. We The Switch podcast. We have over 200 episodes there. And uh, recently, Happy Oscar and I have been working on the ground, trying to you know, do a little bit different, something a little bit different more. Uh, I guess a little bit less promotional stuff like that. It's going to be really, really cool conversations that we've recorded over the last few months. And we're going to start releasing those those topics and those uh, conversations on We The Switch. So go be on the lookout for that in the near future. Also, go check out um, Infinite Talks podcast on YouTube. I have a lot of cool episodes there, a lot of cool videos. I, have, I also have uh, relaxation music, so just stream water music. Go check that out. Go stream that and meditate. Um, what else, guys? Go check out the Guru Cats website, www.gurucats with a Z at the end, gurucats.com. We're, we're working on, on big things pretty soon. You're going to see us all over the place. And uh, amazing journey. Go check out the Audible book. Go check out the Audible book, man. It's amazing. I just listened to it again a couple of, a couple of days ago, and I was like, wow, can't believe we did that. Sounds amazing. Yeah, man, and just a quick shout-out to everybody out there who's trying to make it big, working hard on their dreams, you know, being a good person, just being humble. Shout-outs to Rick, my brother Rush, Rush Athletics, doing a great thing with all the athletes in the radio, working with them, trying to get them to their highest potential athletic-wise. Shout-out to my brother Jeff, Digital Jeff, right now living in Alabama, making moves for us, for for the whole entire family, making big moves. You know, shout-outs to, to all my cousins, Monch, Karim C, making the great music. Like, he's there nonstop. He's a producer, producer by heart, passionate producer. Shout-outs to Herman Castillo, the writer, the director, <laughs> the producer. That guy's everything. Shout-outs to, to him for his creation with the Guru Cats. It's Josh, who's doing his big things with Aliens on the Border podcast. Shout-outs to him. Good energy. Another guy who's running down, writing down the blueprint and following through with his dreams. You know, uh, shout-outs to my cousin Damien, being the strong force with faith and spirituality. And just shout-outs to everybody, man, all the cousins. All my cousins, man, Oscar, Hector, Ivan, Eddie, Edgar, all the cousins. Love y'all, all the cousins. My female cousins too, Valerie, Nelly, Amber, Diana, you know, Nancy, Adriana, you know, Wendy, Judy, Betty. Oh, I can go on for days, man. Alma, love for everybody, man. Love for everybody. Just want to... Thank everybody for tuning in to this episode. It's been a great, great 43 minutes, and I hope you enjoyed it. I know you enjoyed it. But before I go, I just want to let y'all know that we're not a brand. 
We're a frequency. And you're the frequency. You're the infinite. Peace out. Eric Castillo here.